Okay, quick little personal update, not fishing for condolences or anything. Uh, my grandfather died within these last few days. Shortly after we got back from Newport, uh, he was near the end for a while. And uh, he died, and it's very sad, and I'm grieving and everything. Uh, again, I'm not fishing for condolences or anything, but uh, it's been kind of an eye-opening experience that when people die, it's bad enough. But then everyone's fucking annoying about it. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm sorry. Uh, and second of all, yeah, you brought up a good point that I uh, I kind of agree with. And it's it, it makes you seem like a huge asshole. It makes but... for pointing it out. Because, it's like, for, first of all, like n there is nothing more on my mind than, like, my grandfather's memory. And he was the fucking best. Like, quick side note, he moved... Uh, to America relatively young. He bounced around. He was in Greece. He was in Germany. Uh, came to America. Speaks a million sp or spoke a million languages, but did kind of the thing that uh, like I did with guitar. Like I took guitar lessons for a few years. Got enough. Got good enough at it that I can like play a couple Metallica songs. And then I was like. I play guitar well enough. I'm done. <laughs> I can stop now. Uh, actually, kind of like what I do also with like working out and stuff and with everything I'm realizing. Um, so maybe I got that from him. But yeah, he called it quits on learning English relatively quickly. So uh, as he got older, he just became fucking funnier and funnier because he had to replace everything with a swear because he didn't know how to speak. I honestly think that's like the best way to do it because when you have broken English, you're way funnier. And oh, it's yeah. like you... You hold on to a bit of the charm that you brought with you over to America. Right. I think that uh, a lot of my... I was thinking about this after he died. Like, I've, I feel like a, I've got, a, obviously, a weird sense of humor. I think a lot of it is informed by, like, having someone so prominent in my life who was okay with just, like, saying weird things, then letting them sit. Like, <laughs> then, like, the, they, it breathed. Like, the conversation just, like... Now we have, like, a four-second pause while everyone has to sit around and be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, does he know that what he just said was weird as fuck? So uh, he was the fucking best. Um, and I can say that because he was my grandfather and I loved him very much. But uh, I don't – I get annoyed every time somebody says something. Like, I – basically my take is if someone you know loses somebody – Shut the fuck up. Just, like, keep it Just, short and sweet. So, yeah, exactly. All you need to say is, like, sorry, that sucks. Ex that is all. That's what you said. Yes. That you is all that anybody wants to hear. Right. Or needs to hear when they tell somebody or somebody finds out that, you know, a loved one has died. There is nothing worse than when someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, you're grieving? Listen, he had a long life. He had a wonderful family. Nobody lives forever. He'd lost his wife. He was away from her. Now he's back home with her. And it's like, shut, this is not fucking about you. Like, I don't care about your fucking, like, take on death. Are you fucking, uh, it drives me crazy. And also, um, I do not like when people say, uh, and this is in case anyone's listening and wants to do this on Twitter. If you want to say, like, hey, sorry, man, I bet he was the fucking best based on what you've said about him, then I agree. Awesome. Give me... That's what I want. That's what I want for a response. I bet he fucking ruled. Uh, when people say, thinking of you, I'm like, don't fucking think of me, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. Have you not heard this podcast ever? I don't want people fucking, I don't want to be on your own. mind. Yeah. Get, get me the fuck out of there, you fucking creep. So your funeral is going to be lit. My future, so my, I want my Nobody is going to go. <laughs> right, they're going to be like, well, apparently he doesn't want this. Um, no, uh, my funeral, I actually, so I'm half Irish, half Armenian. Um, I probably look more uh, Armenian than Irish. Uh, That's I confirmed. I act more Irish than Armenian because I'm, a, I'm not a big feelings guy. Um, <laughs> you also hang out with me. Like, don't Armenians only hang out with Armenians? Oh, my God. Armenians are so fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> when I was in high school, I realized that. I was like, like, a couple of Armenian kids tried to, like, they would just, like, I'd be at the library, and they'd sit down at my table. and be like, <laughs> why, why are you, what, what? And nice kids, but, Arme yeah, Armenians are very, like, kind of Armenians only. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I almost said something uh, insensitive, but uh, I won't. Well, it's okay because I'm a racist now. I was we'll going to say, oh, oh, yeah, we're getting to that. Um, I had a friend, uh, Alec, uh, growing up, who he was Armenian, and he was friends with everybody. He was just like one of the most popular kids in school, and everyone loved him. And I was like, how do you do His it? His parents were probably pissed at him. Right, yeah. They were like, stop <laughs> fucking. Like, yeah. Stop being so fucking popular. We saw, you t- <clears throat> we saw you talking to an Asian the other day. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that about? <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway. Um, I'm so I'm half Irish and I'm also from Boston. Um, I don't like a lot of the Boston stereotypes. I don't like a lot of the Irish stereotypes. So I try to stay away from them. For example, I do not do anything uh, on St. Patrick's Day, which is the least Irish and certainly least Boston thing you can do. But one thing about me that I would say is very Irish is like my take on death. Because they're just quiet about shit and they're just right. like, whatever, we're going to keep this bottled up. Um, but. They do, they'll do the, uh, I think it was you that was telling me, they order a shot at the bar and they just leave. Like, they'll do yeah. a round of shots and that's what I want. Like, I want, it sounds cliche, when I die, I want a party. And yeah. I want to get, like, st- at least some credit for the party. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of, n- not everyone can do it. I'm a big fan of throwing a good party. You know what you should do is that you should, like, inf- Instead of, like, what you want for your funeral, whatever, yeah. like that, you should just fucking leave a playlist. Yeah. Oh, yes. That would be awesome. Just be like, do whatever you want after I die, but here's the fucking songs that I want to be played. I think we, we, we talk about playlists a lot. It is such a fucking good feeling when someone compliments you on a playlist because all oh, yeah. anyone wants to do with your playlist is judge it. Mm-hmm. All they want to say is how it could be better. Um, I uh, One of the nicest texts I've ever got, was from our buddy John F. Uh, he just he said like on a road trip, playing your uh, best of 2015 playlist. The fellas are loving it. Nice. And I was like, oh, thank you, John. That just made my day. So um, yeah, if I die, shut the fuck up to, to to Pete to my family and everything. Just say like, you know, he he obviously had his problems, but <laughs> uh, he but he glad you guys tolerated him or something like that so um anyway so i've i've not gone out much i've not done much it's you know when when someone dies it's like the family's kind of close together yeah maybe you jump out see a movie for a little bit i got to do that yesterday shouts miles um saw war dogs again i saw war dogs yesterday yeah it was awesome um and um it was awesome it was great like we hadn't seen it or been talking about it for two weeks yeah uh and uh, I've, uh, I've just been, like, kind of sitting around, obviously. Um, so he died Saturday morning. Friday was basically uh, VC day. So I've, like, been doing work here and there. But I've mostly just been kind of sitting around my family every now and then, take a break, go on Twitter for a little bit. And uh, you, apparently, <laughs> are one racist son of a gun. Oh, I'm a racist son of a bitch, for sure. Uh <laughs> So yesterday, the it was the uh, the men's gold medal game for basketball in the Olympics, uh, and the USA won. And let me guess, you watched it on TV instead of going. Y- yes. Okay. Racist. <laughs> uh, and then after the game, Carmelo Anthony did an interview, and he basically started crying because he was talking about it was his last Olympics, and uh, and so I said. Uh, so you don't think that he should have been in the Olympics? Yes. Because he's black. Because he's black. Yes. No, I said uh, Carmelo's cr- actually crying because now he realizes that he has to go back to the Knicks and that's play, a bar. For, play for a bad basketball that's, team. <laughs> that's a heater. That's yeah. so, like he's going from playing with good players to bad players. Yes, very and accessible joke. Everyone's got to love it. Right. It's it's very like the the entire context is the Knicks are bad. Right. Pretty and, basic. And people, it it blew up a little bit. Like it it did way better than I that I expected it to. It was not that good, and it got like a thousand retweets. And obviously, whenever that happens. People fucking get pissed. That always happens. But a lot of people came out of the woodwork and were like, you're a fucking racist. That is unbelievable. And I, calling someone a racist over something that is, like, patently... Like, you brought, you brought race not, into it? <laughs> right. Like, do you not fucking understand? It is 2016. Racial tensions are at an all-time high Calling somebody racist is like that's a fucking heavy oh, real yeah. thing. Like if someone, like if Jeff said to me, uh, "Did you see that racist thing that Pete posted?" 
my reaction would be like, what the fuck, Pete? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so calling somebody, that, that that's a real heavy accusation. And it was the best part was, um, I had to look into it a little bit, wasn't a lot of black people calling you racist. It was, it was a there lot. Was, there was an old white lady who called me a racist. So and yeah. that is very unsettling. So it takes one to know one, old <laughs> right. white lady, because so like, you're automatically racist. Right. <laughs> so that is very unsettling. That made me like, have to like honestly reevaluate because if an old white lady is calling me a racist then maybe i am you know when I don't some, know. yeah when <laughs> someone accuses you of something and you're like i didn't do that shit and then like, like they just keep pushing you on it and you're like oh god i guess i guess i did do that um but yeah so i guess the way that it happened or like the way that i'm justifying people responding that way was because he started crying uh and then he got when he was into his speech he started to talk about kind of like race relations and referred to like black lives matter in america and like how it, like people need to come together more and unite nothing and, that you disagree with right and he wasn't crying because of that yeah he was crying he started crying when he was talking about retiring from olympic basketball right and so like i wasn't mocking him for crying about like black lives matter i was mocking him oh, i wasn't even mocking him i was just saying making a joke saying that like this guy has to go he's crying because he has to go play for a bad basketball team again yes that's so which he's constantly been criticized for that's so shitty i mean i at first i didn't know how to feel about like should we make jokes about pete being called a racist uh just because i like to just leaving racism out of it is generally a good idea but i think that people who are being assholes and basically watering down racism should be put on blast and you should make asses out of them um so what not that it really matters but as we speak i just got a uh, another tweet in response to the mellow tweet and it said uh erase that tweet and while you're at it delete your account <laughs> why you still like a day later it's still happening that's ridiculous and the the thing is i so black twitter's become a thing it's political it's common it's it's everything um there have been like lists of like uh black twitter influencers and everything and basically it's a lot of smart political stuff and it's a lot of funny jokes so you don't want to be the enemy in there because it's basically like the, the paradise of twitter right i'll say this if you get a tweet into black twitter uh you don't get bullied the way you get bullied everywhere else on twitter right i mean i've been being called a racist so well i, don't know. I guess you had like a bad submission uh which <laughs> it wasn't I, really i don't <laughs> that's the point i've just i've never seen anything like that before i so like i i've come to expect that like whenever something happens that does really well on twitter somebody's gonna have a negative response to it like there's always gonna be like a bad apple that's crazy and, but there are a lot of people who are calling me a racist and it's amazing i get i guess like so my tweets don't have enough legs but um i had i tweeted a, i've tweeted a lot of things about meek mill killing himself <laughs> and it's an easy way to explode everywhere to explode uh on black twitter to explode on rap twitter every little pocket and segment of twitter and I've never gotten a negative response to like Meek Mill, ki like kill yourself or Meek Mill died because Drake killed him or anything. So it's unbelievable that you made a joke about how a basketball team is bad, and that That's was called racist. All it is. Who, are they saying that you're racist against Mellow or racist against the Knicks? Uh, no, well, I don't think it's. I don't think you can be racist against a basketball like a. A sports team? Can you? Well, we're like, learning. Apparently, you can. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think people are mad because they think that I'm mocking Mello, who is like, obviously, it was his third Olympic gold medal. No other basketball player has ever done that. It's like a. It's. I, I guess it's a, like a big moment. It's not really. It's not. It's not that Dude. impressive. It's he won with like unbelievable basketball teams, and <laughs> there are people. There are individual Olympians who have won three gold medals this Olympics. Like it's it's impressive, obviously. Like, it's Olymp it's the Olympics. You, if you win three gold medals in anything, good for you. But like, come on. I tweeted a screen grab of me searching uh, how many more medals would Michael Phelps have if he didn't smoke pot, uh, because <laughs> there are a lot of you get a lot of results 
Really? Like, a lot of people have tweeted, like, man, if only, like, too bad Michael Phelps had to smoke pot and ruin his chances of more medals and everything. It's a pretty similar joke. Like, you're just taking something that happened in the Olympics and you're mocking something in sports or pop culture. Right. Um, I did not get called... I don't know, like anti-white or anti-pot or anti-swimming. It's I really don't get it. It's it's maybe like the most perplexing thing that's. And the funniest part is, I tweeted this last night. It happened to you. Like Twitter is like that's your place. Like you're kind of the king (laughs) over there. And the idea that Twitter was like, you know what, fuck this, fuck Pete. (laughs) It's like. I, you've done so much for these people. You've done so much for Twitter. But it's it's but the thing is like it's nobody who follows me. The people who uh, the, my followers have been amazing through the entire thing. They're they've been hilarious. Just the responses, like call it like turning every tweet that I have into like a joke about racism. It's been awesome. Like I posted a picture of my puppy, and somebody was like, "Oh, a German oh, shepherd, I saw that. Germany Nazi. Nazis, racist." <laughs> So I was like, that is awesome. Uh, and it's still happening today. I don't know how long this is going to last. but uh, The tricky part is uh, people who don't check Twitter all the time, they'll see you like Being retweeting things that are like, what's up, Pete, you big racist? Ha, 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 ha. And you're <laughs> like, like, yep, Pete endorsed that. <laughs> so people are going to be confused as fuck. I'm just uh, I'm waiting for uh, like a certain, if I have like a media feud or anything yeah. with like Haggerty or whatever, if he's going to be like, yeah, well, everybody thinks you're a racist. Like, as, like, a serious jab, because you know that that's something that he'd do. That I'm trying to think. Be, being called a racist is the worst thing someone can call you on Twitter. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't really happen anymore. I used to get called gay a lot on Twitter. I'm sure you get called gay oh, a lot yeah. on Twitter. But that's not... Like Big you're not, Cat you're, from Barstool gets tons of gay. Really? Yeah. People think there's, like, a huge section of Barstool section of barstool that thinks he's gay so like you're not being accused of being a bad thing if you're being called gay though so you can just right. make fun of the person who's calling you gay like oh sweet insult yeah it's like idiot fucking homophobe right yeah, yeah. exactly you so can't the, be like <laughs> the joke's on them so if someone calls you someone racist, calls racist they're really saying no- you're a bad thing right. and so like that's so that's why yesterday i spent a lot of time like defending myself right that like being like i'm not racist like this is not at all a race racially motivated tweet or anything like that and <laughs> i told you i was like i've spent so much time defending myself and like claiming and saying that i'm not a racist that i'm like starting to think that maybe i am a racist because <laughs> there are so many and why am i defending myself so hard against a tweet that's clearly not racist and it's also like when the dude uh lala uh said that I was being a dick because I was wearing a hat or something. It's like, if you're looking for some, if you're at this festival and you're looking for somebody being a jack, to be a jackass. So you can say that guy's being a jackass. You'll find anything. 10 seconds, dude. Like you'll see a real example of somebody being a jackass. So if you're on Twitter looking for an asshole racist, to blow up their spot, like looking for someone with a lot of followers who you can be like, you, you're racist. Take this guy down. Wait three seconds for the guy who's running for president to tweet something. Like th- there is a lot. There's plenty of evidence of idiot speaking white of people which, being racist. Speaking on of which, uh, the old white lady who accused me of being racist, then in a follow-up tweet, uh, accused me of being a Trump supporter because I had tweeted on maybe Friday uh, a quote from uh, the director of War Dogs. I saw Tom that, Phillips. and that is it, a lit quote. It was an unbelievable quote, and it was certainly not, like, pro-Trump. No, no. It's like he said, like, he's worried that he can't support anything that Trump fucking does because right. he's afraid that it's going to end the world. Right, he says it's, it's like, it's funny on the plus side. But right, he's the, like, I like comedy more than I like America, so I was in on Trump at, the, at first. Yeah. But then he just became, like the worst person ever right and so so like i tweeted that and i was like this is an amazing quote right and, and the, the last line is the uh like the only negative is the world's gonna end yeah. like which is like, fucking true if, if you perceive that as a pro-trump quote then you are a fucking idiot and it explains why you think that that tweet is racist so i've actually been thinking um of what was it oh it was during the vz stuff I got fucking pissed. Somebody tweeted, um, like, here's what everyone's saying about VZ. And it was just like a quick list. It was like, uh, like, this person says this. This person says this. DJ Bean says, um, like, he's, he's still got a handful of teams left. 
this person says this, this person says this. And then their follow-up tweet, without tagging me, was, um, I don't believe this guy because of this. This guy's a small-time reporter. DJ Bean seems as credible as Mr. Bean. This blah, blah, blah. So I responded to it, and that's a way to piss me off. Because just reporting-wise, that's like the only fucking thing I try at or I think I'm okay at. Um, that's... It would be like if you were to say, like, oh, this podcast's weird, it's gay, blah, blah, plus the interviews suck. I would be like, fuck you, the interviews are fun as shit. <laughs> so um, I got into a little thing with this guy, and this guy made, like, a fucking infographic about, uh, like... like a fucking nerd. He was a nerd, and everything on his infographic was wrong. He was like, uh, the insiders are cons- are, like... Very suspiciously quiet. The only because thing they're worse on fucking than, the only vacation. Thing worse than a fucking nerd is a fucking bad nerd. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're going to be a nerd, be a good nerd. So um, someone had said within the last couple of weeks, they're like, you know what? You just need to give them one chance. If somebody says something and, they, and they're either busting your chops or even if it's hateful, if it's not funny... They get they get soft blocked. They get That's muted. What, that was Feidelberg's. I know. I was doing the I was doing the thing where oh, you don't where you don't, don't say their him. name, so it, it <laughs> makes you seem like you have more friends. Like when <laughs> I was when I was in high school, my my friend Mike is my best friend, and I would all like if I was telling a story, I'd be like, oh, so my friend. so I'm with my buddy Mike, and then this is happening, and then my friend says this to me, and it sounds like suddenly, Another so you were with multiple appears. friends, <laughs> like ooh. Deej. Nice strategy. Friends left and right, so that's what I was doing. So every time I say friend, I'm Sorry either talking you. about you or Feidelberg. <laughs> Sometimes Jeff. Um, occasionally your dogs. But um, So, yeah, Feidelberg was saying, he was like, you know what? If, if, if they fail the first test, just fucking mute them. And uh, I'm going to do that. That's I'm gonna, incredible. I'm, it's, that's an it's, incredible strategy. It's dickish. but yeah. And also... Uh, I'm afraid, though, I'll be mistaken, and I'll mute somebody, and they won't be... Uh, it's like, okay, they weren't funny the first time, but second and third times, they got bars, and now I'm not seeing it anymore. You're right, yeah. That's uh, There are people that take a while for me to be like, all right, this person's pretty funny. I don't think so, we've um, said this before, but I mute a shit ton of people. I do not. I, I do was not going through my followers really. the other day to clean up, because I'm at 800, and... What, 800 followers? <laughs> no, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, people I'm following. Oh, okay. That's kind of high. I'm also at 68.9 thousand. So, oh shit. It's about to be a nice time on Twitter for old Dave. Nice. Davey Updates. Uh, quick side note I'm calling myself Davey Updates. I don't know if you've noticed that. Every time I post an update on something, I refer to myself as Davey Updates because Haggerty said that every, whenever I would post an update on the Louis Erickson negotiations... It would be a non-update. He was saying it was a non-update because a contract wasn't signed. Right. So I would say, like, okay, there's been a new offer, uh, but he wants more term or he wants more money, and Haggerty would be like, that's not an update. <laughs> so, um, Great Haggerty sound effects. Right. <laughs> I'm, my name's Joe. <laughs> um, shouts Hags. Um, yeah, I, I will say... Uh, I'm really not kidding. Haggerty did a good job during the whole VZ thing. He had like a lot of updates, and they weren't all interesting. But he, he, uh, they weren't all right. One of like the few things that I watched during the entire thing was his one-on-one with VZ, which he no, was, that wasn't good. He was uh, he was very like uncomfortable to watch during it. Yeah. But I uh, I did come away with it like having more of an understanding like what VZ was. Okay. Searching out. Yeah. Um, well, that could have been talking points that he wanted to get across or anything. Right. But yeah, those the, the, those were not good questions. By the way, did you see uh, Mike Harrington's column about how uh, like nobody came away looking good? Uh, really? Yeah. And it and is like the worst piece of garbage that I've seen written written in a long time. Really? He basically said that the uh, the Sabers were like screwed from the beginning they were cheated out of no of they played themselves they knew they knew right, you, that you, he was going to he free said agency. that he was he said from the very beginning he was like I'm going to free agency uh, and they still gave away a third round pick took the chance on on maybe convincing him right they didn't and they lost the sweepstakes just like every other team other than the Rangers and he said that that there was like tampering involved because oh, like, nah. because like uh, Kevin Hayes no but like tampering was involved because teams were like setting up shop for him and then like people were going to watch his public games and oh like, so they're saying like by putting scouts and gms and right. stuff there you're saying like okay we're trying to sign you hey 
he's a free first-round pick. Everyone's trying to sign him. Right. And he has been super clear about the fact that he wants to go to free agency. So if you're if you're not showing up to that shit, you're not doing your fucking job. So I actually talked to somebody close to the situation between the Sabres and VZ right before he became a free agent. Uh, just to see, like, are the Sabres pissed? And it was just, like, unanimous. No. They know that they... That he was going to, which is surprising because the Sabers are so petty, or they have <laughs> right. been in the past. Like they got pissed that they got Eichel instead of McDavid. Right, that was petty as fuck. Um, I will say this: uh, you know who I love? Who? Mike Harrington. Really? Yeah, I uh, I hung out with him a bit at uh, the draft, and he's like a super awesome guy. Well, that's not gonna be received well because the internet hates that. The guy. The internet doesn't like him. Twitter doesn't like him. Um, but you know what? Like I don't know if Twitter likes me and. Quite to, to quote. Uh, I don't know if I like you. Tomorrow. Right, yeah. <laughs> to quote, um, what's his face? Uh, Andrew Naiman, uh, when he's talking about the people at his school. What's it called? Uh, Schaefer, when he's on the date with the girl. I, I bought Whiplash recently. <laughs> I fucking purchased it. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Whiplash. But um, he says to the girl on his first date, he's like, I don't think anyone likes me at uh, my school, but I don't really care. So that's, that, that's how I, I feel about Twitter. <laughs> as long as you don't. Call me racist, then yeah, that's a tough place. To be I in. will say, I fucking get when you accuse me of doing something I didn't do, I lose my shit. That's maybe the only thing that will actually make me like freak yeah. out on you. Um, yeah. A couple times in college, I got like one time it was a, a small little thing, but someone was like, "Hey, uh, you did this, right?" And I was like, "No," and. Then later in the day, I was like, oh, by the way, and the person was like, oh, you did that thing. And I was like, no, what <laughs> the fuck? And I lost my shit on them. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an easy way to piss somebody off, I feel. Yeah. Um, we got some other stuff that we want to hit on today. Uh, let's do this first. Uh, somebody asked for a sports hot take okay. on Ryan Lochte, who is very, very uh, hot in the headlines now. Um, let me see. Uh I feel like I'm going to say he's kind of dime a dozen. I've got, like, I have a friend who's a better looking version of Ryan Lochte. You know? That's an interesting take. I, uh, I think that he has strong features. Like, he's got, uh, he's got, like, a nice jaw yeah. or whatever. But, like, he's so dopey looking and it's so, like, perfect because he's the dumbest individual ever. Um, so, like, it's, that just, it's, I mean, like, I'm not even, like, sexually interested in men, and I would be turned off by how, just how fucking stupid he looks and is. Right. Uh, who do you think's hotter, Ryan Lochte or Michael Phelps? It's Ryan Lochte. I Michael think that Michael Phelps, Phelps, Phelps is a weird-looking dude. See, I think that, Ma that Michael Phelps is pretty charming. He talks back. so weird, too. Oh, well, dude, we're, we're not talking about talking him. We're talking <laughs> about fucking him, Pete. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it's Lochte. Yeah, see, I would go Phelps there. I think that, yeah, like Phelps's post uh, metal grins are so so nice. Got a big <laughs> old nose though. He yeah. should uh, he should keep the beard. I would say for Phelps, looks better with the beard than without the beard. Yeah, Phelps also has an interesting choice in uh, haircut. Usually, he does like the like That's the, the, the coming the, coming. You're talking about Ryan Lochte, who entered the Olympics That's with, true. with silver hair. Well, I guess so. I, I take Phelps seriously, and I don't take Lochte right. seriously. Like, Lochte could have hair like the fucking Joker and be like, yeah, probably. I did think it was hilarious that he went into his apology uh, for with Matt Lauer, and he had he had brown hair again. And it was like, oh, shit, got to put on my adult hair for this <laughs> right, interview. Yeah, exactly. Uh, got to be, got to do the grown-up hair thing. Mom's making me do my adult hair. Uh, so speaking of that voice, I think that it's very important that we get into what I hope will be a marathon edition of uh, Kid Who's Having a Rough Time in Prison Heat Check. So we now have one episode left in the night of uh, Kid Who's Having a Rough Time in Prison had a rough time in prison. Yes. Uh, he's now dead. His rough time has concluded. He killed... Uh, just... Uh, do you have any cursory general uh, thoughts before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, this heat check? Um, there were some emerging players from this past episode. Chandra... It's Chandra, right? Chandra. Chandra. Fine ass. Chandra uh, emerged as a, a badass, kind of, uh, in the courtroom. Yeah. And it, that was awesome to see. And then the... Uh, 
what was the guy's name? The the guy on the stand who was Dr. Katz? Dr. Katz. What a charming son of a guy. That guy is awesome. He <laughs> I tweeted it during the episode. I said shame on the night of for not just making eight episodes of Dr. Katz on the stand. Because he was just like give him a cigarette and let like him he go. was thrown for he was thrown for a loop and he just kept so cool the entire time and like making jokes about how he like didn't like the dude that he was working right, with yeah. like did a toast for him at a dinner and was like hmm, fuck this guy I just want a dessert so I kind of wanted her to keep pressing him, like keep playing with the uh, the oath the uh, under oath aspect of it like I wanted to be like okay like. Like straight up, would you fuck me? And have him be like, eh, <laughs> not really. You got a bit of a marble mouth situation going, but yeah. And then there was uh, there were some red flags that also kind of came up, which was uh, uh, Stone doing a little bit of stalking on the stepfather, yeah, on the stop stepfather stalking him back, and yeah. then you know almost murdering him, yeah. back. Stone shouldn't be bench pressing. That should not have been happening. Also, um, Stone, uh, so I'm not going to get into details, uh, Stone can bench press more than me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That is embarrassing. So what, uh, whatever, if, if you want a little... Go Deej, back. Somebody has to go back and look. Deej muscle see. heat check. Look at I what love he was that benching. you. I love that you paid attention. Was like, fuck. I noticed as soon as I saw. It, I was like, oh fuck, he can put that up. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh, I could. No, I could probably. I could probably like max that. Nice, dude. Congrats. <laughs> uh, Congrats on maxing out. Uh, and then a couple other things that I noticed during the episode was uh, they pay- they paid a lot of attention to the fact that uh, that box when he was doing his retirement paperwork. He checked off uh, ordinary death. Yes, which may be bad news for Box. He didn't pick the howitzer package. Right. Yeah. He was just like, if I die, it's got to be under normal circumstances. It was and bad too. It's like if you die, then your family gets like fifty thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Like, you, so haven't you the seen? Fact that they, they get more than that in a raisin in the sun, and that was like a thousand million <laughs> years ago. So the fact that they uh, they spent time on that. Uh, Probably not good news. Uh, we've seen in the past that like they spend time on a lot of shit though. That's red. That like some of these things have to be red herrings. Yeah, but I mean they did. We talked about we did talk about uh, when Katz was doing the the photography back like a uh, three or four weeks ago. I'd mentioned that like the view from the staircase. Yeah, how you can't see into the kitchen. Yeah, that might come back into play into court, and it right. did. Um, so we'll see if that if that has any uh, any bearings. Uh, the camera recorded the kiss in the jail cell. Oh yeah, between Chandra and and Naz. Which the camera probably also recorded be... the murder of Victor. That is think. probably true. They've got to have cameras everywhere in prison. I they would think. should. Yeah, but this does seem like a very shitty prison. Yes, uh, literally the inmates are running the asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all. You know what? If I were Chandra, I'd, I'd want the tape. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, let's get to uh, Katie who's having a rough time in prison because I'm so glad that we uh, that we brought this up beforehand. That's yeah, I know. We like kind of just s- in time snuck it in. So uh, let's start off with this question: Was he technically homophobic because he would rather kill himself than suck another dick? Uh, I will say no because it's not uh, it's not known at this time that that's exactly why he offed himself. There are a lot of he factors could have killed playing himself because it. he was having a rough time in prison. He, right, he was having a very rough time in prison all around, really. And also, I don't. So I'm going to lean towards he's not homophobic because he maybe he would have sucked a dick if it was a dick he wanted to suck. But Victor was right. forcing him to suck his dick, and no one likes to be forced to suck a dick no, it sounds yeah. like a bad time it sounds fucking horrible yeah he was basically getting sexually assaulted all the time um so that's a no on was kid who's having a rough time in prison homophobic uh here's a question if freddie is so worried about uh kid who's having a rough time in prison because when kid who's having a rough time in prison died he was bullshit because he was like now we lo- we lose <clears throat> basically the mother uh doing the the snatch smuggling and he was so pissed off. If you're so worried about kid who's having a rough time in prison, why didn't you ever do something about the person who was punching him in the face every day? <laughs> that That's black guy never went away. Pretty good question. Uh, I don't think that he was necessarily worried about kid who is having a rough time in prison. He was more worried. By the way, that kid's name is Petey, but we're not going to refer to him as Petey. Yes. Uh, uh, the- I thought it was really fucking cute that he was like, you got something you want to say about Petey? It's like... Dude, no one knew his name was <laughs> right. Uh 
Kiddo's having a rough time in prison. Uh, he's not. Freddy doesn't care about him. He cares about what he brings, which is the drug trade. Right. Uh, and, but on, on the same token, like if that if you value that so much, you should probably protect your asset. Exactly. Like, why is Freddy spending so much time with Nas when he could easily be spending time with Kiddo's having a rough time in prison and making sure that that he is also happy because he's taking strides to to make sure that Nas is happy. Yeah. Or protected and Nas is easily replaceable in this in this scheme. Well, you can have anybody swallow some fucking eight balls and shit them out later. Nas is really I mean, I don't want to get distracted. We can get back to Nas in a minute, but Nas is really pushing it with the shit he's doing. Like that would you technically be an accessory to that murder? If uh, I think I believe if you're so. running interference. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So he's like doing some real fucking prison shit now. Um Oh, because swallowing swallowing bags of heroin and fucking shitting them out and fishing them out of the shit shitter is not real prison shit. That's real prison shit, but killing someone in prison is, like, probably the most prison thing you can do. No, the most prison thing you can do is uh, turning off uh, Maury and putting on Ellen. That was a fucking prison move. <laughs> prison Oz, dude, I'm telling you, Prison Oz is definitely hotter. Than fucking LinkedIn Nas. Let he won that that vote by a landslide. LinkedIn Nas did. Good. It was like over fifty percent of the votes. Good. I don't think anyone cared about Party Nas. Um, so this is a a very good question, and I love it that I have the answer. I want to see what yours is. What do you think Kid who's having a rough time in prison did to end up in prison? Oh man. That is a good question. <laughs> You're gonna be uh, so mad when we don't know anything about him, but um, I think that fuck, that's I don't know. God damn it! Now I'm I'm put on the spot. I I think that uh, it has to be like the whiniest crime ever. He's got a fucking <laughs> maybe he uh, fuck I don't know. Go go for it. He I was in the it. wrong place, the wrong time. That's a pretty good That's one. That's yeah. what kid who's having yeah. a rough time in prison. That did. is a pretty good, uh, pretty good analysis. Yep. Uh, and I don't know what happened. That leads you to be super mopey in prison, right? But I mean, so is Nas. If maybe we haven't dis- we haven't found out yet, but there's a very good chance that Nas falls under the same category, and he didn't end up a little bitch. Uh, there are 95 minutes left in the night of the finale. Is over an hour and a half. Shouts math. Um, are you bummed that none of those minutes will be spent on a kid who's having a rough time in prison? That he's uh, bu- that he's basically out of the picture now. Because I could have used like a couple more shots of him just kind of moping. Yeah, but I think I'm I'm gonna be uh, more concerned with other things in the finale. I'm glad that they like gave him his final goodbye, and boy, it was a fucking humdinger. Yeah. But uh, I think that uh, his presence will be forever forever missed. I want somebody to go and make a montage. Of like all kid who's having a rough time in prison scenes and like put it together to like the saddest music ever. I was thinking of doing that. Like, what if we just we could still do it? Just splice in in the middle of our kid who's having a rough time in prison heat check. Uh, put in just like a song or something, a tribute or something, or we could just do like a moment of silence. We can manually just add space. There are a lot of tasteful ways that we can remember kid who's having a rough time in prison. But yeah, there's a shitload of things for them to wrap up next week. There is still the cat situation. There's Dwayne Reed. Um, we might find out what, why the fuck we've been shown all this feet stuff. Um, if it's a metaphor or whatever, uh, we got to see if Nas and Chandra end up doing the deed. Uh, Nas, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, in the previews has another tattoo. Where? where? Neck. Oh, God, that is a bad decision. Right. So uh, shame on the prison tattoo artist for not... Actually, you know what? I bet because we talked about how tattoo artists can um, decline neck tattoos. Yeah. I bet the prison tattoo artist saw that he had hand tattoos and said, okay, I'm making a judgment call here. This guy fucks heavy with tattoos. I can give you this neck tattoo. And they proceeded with their... Thing. Or maybe it's a sign that uh, that that Nas was is guilty or found guilty, and then he's just in fuck it mode and goes with the neck tattoo. That's true. Uh, so I don't know if we've discussed this. I subscribe to a six month tattoo rule. 
uh, after you get a tattoo, oh, we definitely did because we talked about tattoos. Yep. But basically, after you get a tattoo, you got to wait six months before you do anything Because they're addictive else. and you can make some bad decisions right. off the you high will, of the tattoo. Right. You will fucking cover your body and it'll probably feel amazing for a couple of weeks. And then you'll be like, ah, fuck, I got a dick tattoo to my hand or something <laughs> like that. Um, so Nas is breaking it left and right. Yeah. So, and that, that's There's not There's not much to do in prison. Yeah, that's, he's bored. That, but that's not a badass thing. That's not, so that's not a badass prison thing that he's doing. That's like a stupid bored guy right. in Twitter in uh, prison uh, thing to do. So um, here's a question: What's the most satisfying result that you think can come as far as finding out who the killer is, shit like that? I still don't think that the show feels it owes it to us to tell, to tell us. us? Who I don't did think it. so either. Yeah. And I, uh, I'll be mad if that doesn't happen. I want to know. That's like my one requirement for the finale. I don't care what happens to Nas. He's a fucking idiot. He's if he is he, if he's found guilty, he basically like did himself in, right? Or at least partially did. Uh, he's approached this all wrong. He's become kind of an asshole. Um, so I uh, I I don't care. I I just want to know whether or not he did it. I want to know. Uh, and I think. I don't know if it's the most satisfying, but I think what's going to happen is he's going to be found guilty. Uh, you might find out that he uh, that he didn't do it, um, and then maybe he's exonerated later or whatever. But like he like prison has fucking has ruined Nas. I think that the most either way prison has ruined Nas. Yeah, well, I, I think the most satisfying uh, killer would be Nas. Definitely, I don't think that there's anything that will make th- that will like grip the viewer like seeing that it was Nas like if it was Dwayne Reed who fucking cares we never got to know Dwayne Reed and there's little chance that we're going to get to know him over the last episode because they've got so much shit to get to uh if it's the I don't think it's stepdad Dwayne Reed I think at this point the most likely other person is unless they go with a fucking huge twist yeah it's the stepdad but if it's the stepdad why will people care you know um, you know who I'd like it to be, and no one's discussed this at all, is the guy that was with Dwayne Reed. Oh, uh, the guy who played Bodie in The Wire. Yeah, what if it was that interviewed. kid? That would be uh, th- that would be fucking annoying because they haven't spent any time on him. He's th- If so, that's some psycho killer shit because he was basically just dogging the police about, like, man, why am I in here, yeah. you know? That would be... That'd be some nuts shit. So, but yeah, I think the most the most satisfying, the like the most aha thing would be if Nas did it. Um, I will say, prison Nas was a bit scary in court when he gave that look to oh, the yeah. kid who dimed him out uh, over the Adderall. That was like a, if I get out of here, oh, I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you kind of look. Yeah. Which t- selling Adderall. Like that, that's how you make Fucking a case for someone yeah. being a killer. Well, I, I think that they, I mean, like they're using every possible thing that they can to make Nas look like a, like not the angel that he was believed to be. Right. Well, but Nas is doing enough of that on his right. own. Right. So it's, that's fucking, that's the worst part of the, the whole show. I think is just like how fast Nas has become like a fucking menace in prison. What do you think has happened uh, at a more accelerated rate? Uh, Nas has become a badass, or Chandra has become fine AF. Uh, I think Chandra's are all, always been. That's the correct AF. answer. You should have known from the. I remember thinking in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, she's fine. I hope she stays in the show." <laughs> and just the more and more we see a Chandra, the more I love her. Yeah. So that's a uh, little, little definitely Nas, and uh, it's a little love take there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I mean, like I, uh, I'm just. I'm just looking forward to uh, to to seeing it wrap up. Um, I hope that it's it. I think that it needs a strong finale. Yeah. Because they've left so much up in the air, and it's been such a slow process that you they need a fucking phenomenal finale. What do you think the chances are that Nas dies in the finale? Uh, very slim. I think they're very slim, but I think it would kind of be fitting because Freddie don't give a fuck about nobody but Freddie, and if he. Nas has done shit now, you know? Like, yeah. like, Nas is not a good person. Right. But also, I think that Freddy wouldn't kill Nas because Freddy has nothing to lose. Like, if... Because if if Nas gets out and, like, dimes on Freddy or something, 
what the fuck happens to Freddy? He stays in prison for the rest of his life. Right. He, he made ate, that he ate more life charges. He ate more murder charges right, exactly. to stay in the, that prison right. closer to his fucking wife or whatever. Also, girlfriend. speaking of previous things that were shown to us that have kind of informed what's uh, like uh, myth versus reality, the stuff about them saying Nas couldn't have stabbed her 22 times uh, because he's asthmatic, that's why they showed the scene of him crushing the heavy bag. Oh, yeah, that's as a good point. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, bullshit, because he was murdering the heavy bag. Yeah. So maybe his asthma's not that bad. I've got asthma, and I've got to say, there are some times where I'm like, I think asthma's a myth. I'm breathing <laughs> fine right now. Like, I've just, like, smoked two cigars back-to-back and been like, I'm totally okay. <laughs> I brought this up to you last night um, that Ellen brought up the fact that there are a lot of biblical references throughout the course of the show, like the yes. the, the water being thrown on Nas, the fire, his bed, uh, um, and then uh, like the plague, which is Stone's eczema, right? The uh, the knife through the hand, the palm of the hand, like Christ on the cross, right? And then uh, like I don't know what any of that means because I'm not a Bible guy myself, but yeah. I feel like if there's that much, it's probably not a coincidence. So if any Bible people want to yes. formulate theories off of that go for it uh you can talk to the drug people the drug people have been very well accepted by us uh so if you'd like if we'd like to add a bible uh portion of the bunch you guys if there's any bible guy who wants to start up be president of the bible uh the bunch brunch bible yeah the brunch bible segment uh then then do that again the I feel like we would come very recommended by the drug folk so when we write a book about the uh about about uh, our adventures as as a podcast and yeah. brunch and all that, we should call it the Brunch Bible. Have you uh, have we talked about that? You actually had that idea. I did, and I'm on board. Uh, we're just gonna make a book about all the hijinks that that the uh, the brunch fellows, which got at this point into. is not a lot. Really, <laughs> like, it's been like two, right now. It's been like maybe a chapter, but uh, <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, every time something moderately interesting comes into our lives where we talk about, about it on the podcast so you know everything that interesting that happens to us um that would be great though because then we could embellish it and uh test the true fans see if true. they know just be like uh we can like add Dwayne reed to the night that uh that i abandoned you be like, <laughs> right. and then like these two guys come walking by and they're like you never said there were guys walking around so um and then what was i gonna say uh but we had a conversation this weekend uh, that was very interesting. What's that? I was very drunk, and I had an argument with one of my buddies at a bar. Uh, the nut-to-butt yes. situation. So I'll be honest. Spent zero seconds of my life thinking about it until <laughs> you asked me about it. So nut-to-butt is? Nut-to-butt is when uh, you are forced to share a bed with another person, uh, and then you have to make the decision whether you want to sleep uh, facing the same way, head on, two heads on pillows, whether or not you face each other or face away from each other, that's butt to butt, facing away from each other, uh, or one of you can sleep with your head at the foot of the bed and your feet up towards head the to pillow. Toe. Or yeah, head, to, yeah, head, head to toe. Head to toe. Head to toe. Which, in that case, it's usually nut to butt. Ah. Um, so, first of all, kid who's having a rough time in prison over here, getting f- uh, you're forced to share a bed with somebody. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm usually not in that situation because I'm a big pass out wherever guy. Right. And so maybe am it's I. why I, I have on the floor all four days. Right. In Chicago. And maybe that's why my, I have like the back and hip of a 70 year old, but, uh, yeah, I'm a big, if there's a bed and it's like, people got to share the bed or you can fucking sit in a chair. I'm like, I'll sit in that fucking chair. I don't care because I don't even know what's more preferable between those two things. But, uh, if I'm in a situation where I've got to share a bed with somebody, and really anybody, I'm just a big pass out guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, I'm just a drink as much possible so you don't have to think about because and honestly, let them deal with it. <laughs> in that situation, I'm worried about snoring. If I'm sleeping in a room with you and you fall asleep and start snoring, there's no chance that I make it through the night. Interesting. Did yeah. I snore at all in Chicago? I'm a snorer, by the way, when I get drunk. I think you did a little, but I was in such pass-out mode that, yeah. Um, so my stance on it was that uh, if, if you need to sleep uh, head-to-toe, 
then you're not good enough friends or a good enough acquaintances with that person where you should be sharing a bed. So yes. I'm a straight head-to-head person, and it's like, really, like, what is the worst-case scenario? In Are you afraid you're accidentally going to have sex? Right. Yeah. Like, so my buddy was like, what if you both turn over and you wake up, like, staring at each other, like, face-to-face in the middle of the night or whatever, or in the morning? It's like, give a little kiss and it'll be funny. <laughs> be a fucking classic joke. Uh, so, like, that's... Like, if that's the worst-case scenario, I'll fucking take it. I'm not going to wake up with your fucking dick in my mouth, like, by <laughs> accident. Like, what the fuck are you, like, worried about? Although, it would be one of those classic uh, movie scenes. You both wake up, and you look at each other and go, We didn't. Did, did we? <laughs> did, no, we didn't. Right, well, I, mean, I don't think we well, did. Well, I mean, if you wake up with your dick, the person's dick in your mouth, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, just fucking grow up. Like, it's not you're being a fucking child if you're like, I don't want to sleep head to head. Yeah, I honestly, I'd rather wake up staring somebody else in the face than wake up staring somebody's fucking feet in near my face. Right. Ugh, gross. That's disgusting. I I've hated this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had uh we had that discussion for uh quite some time at the bar on Saturday night. So I'm a big talking about nuts and butts at the bar kind of guy. But, but in a different, si- right. different context. Right. The The best part about the Hot Guys versus Weatherman episode is that it just came from us at the bar. Like, so what do you want to talk about? Hot dudes. I'd fuck Father John Misty. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Father John Misty, nice transition. Yes. Uh, he doesn't have a new... It's not a new song, but it's a song that's new to me. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was like... I guess it's... It's been out there for a while, but now it's like being pushed. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's it's called Real Love Baby, and yes. I don't love uh, a lot of Father John Misty's music. I I think that he's 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 talented and he's good, but he's not completely up my alley. Real Love Baby is a fucking jam. Yeah, I like most of his stuff, and if you ever get the chance to see him live, he puts on exactly the show that you would expect like this douchebag to put on, and it's great. And I, I, I don't I don't think at least that Real Love Baby is like ironic or poking fun at anything or sarcastic. Right. I think that it's just like he was like, you know what? Maybe I'll make one fucking real song that doesn't right. make fun of anything. Well, his most recent album, uh, I Love You Honey Bear, is about meeting and falling in love with his wife. And it's it's not 50-50. It's probably more... It's probably like 70-30 in favor of him being a dick. Yeah. But it's just like... There's some kind of genuine thoughts on, like, love. And it's, like, earnest at points. And then he just... Then, he like, he'll have a song on it about basic bitches. Because yeah. that's what he does. That's actually one of... So, the, what is it? Um, the Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment is just a song. It's awesome. It's... I bet a lot of women hate it, but <laughs> it is, it's very tongue-in-cheek, and it's fucking hilarious as balls. He is such a douchebag. I he can't really wait to is. have him on. I hope that he comes on. It'll be the most awkward experience of this entire podcast. Uh, we both did some movie viewing. You saw Joshy. I saw Joshy, and that was, that was a terrible mistake on my part to not watch that movie. I just didn't have time uh, before we had Jeff on to talk about it. But I watched Joshy. I actually watched it twice, which I that's that never happens. Like oh, I'm, I'm a big I, I'm, I'm a big watch one time and then just like get it out of my life for a while. I'm a I'm a, I'm a big twice guy. Clearly, you just went to see War Dogs again. Um, but yeah, I uh, I bought it on on demand and I watched it twice within the forty eight hour window and I enjoyed it just as much the second time around. Uh, it is so the way that I described it when I was talking to you and Jeff uh, after we recorded the podcast was uh, I really really liked it, but I would have a hard time recommending that movie to anybody just because like it is literally the most pointless movie about pretty much nothing. But it's charming as fuck, and it and it's awesome, and it's super enjoyable. You're but you have to pick the right person to recommend. Right, it to. you're wearing your heart on your sleeve when you tell someone to watch it because right. they're gonna watch that and be like, "That's the kind of movie that this guy watches, <laughs> idiot." But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun to watch, and I thought that again, Nick Kroll. I don't always love him. Nick Kroll killed it well, there. Awesome. His first scene where they're like, "Oh, uh, like sweet 
sweet job on the reply alls. Oh, he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like that's like I like to I like to set the tone. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's just such a real life guy thing that happens. Uh, Jeff called it uh, in our text thread a real slice of life movie, which is the perfect way to describe this movie because pretty much all of it is super relatable. Like it is a weekend that could happen to literally anybody and like nothing is ridiculous. Like it is just like, there's no Hollywood happy ending or anything right. like that. It's just a real ass movie with like awesome characters. Yeah. Um, I'll, I mean, when it when it's inevitably like four dollars to buy on iTunes, I'm gonna buy that shit. Because it's super rewatchable. Yes, um, I will say uh, the opening scene, which we we discussed that last week, right? Where yeah. it's uh, Allison Bree. Yeah, Allison Bree's character, who plays Thomas Middleditch's fiance, uh, kills herself. Yes, um, and it happens within like the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the movie with my mom the second time around. Yeah. Uh, she burst out laughing when Alison Brie killed herself. And it was <laughs> very, very unsettling. I have never been more uncomfortable to live under the roof that I live in because I think that my mom might be a psycho now. That's, uh, that might be a hit pause and have a discussion. Right. So I was like, so basically the only reaction that I could have to that was real nice. <laughs> Just turn and be like, yeah, real nice. Did you ask? Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, I'm I'm sorry. I I this is ridiculous. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say if she was laughing like, ha, got him, <laughs> then that would not be great. But if she was like this I think I'm she watching was, an absurd thing. Right. I think she was more caught off guard that the woman at the beginning of a movie literally killed herself within the first five like right after the opening sequence. Right. Uh Allison Bree, by the way, so they they make her look um, She looks real goofy when she when she's dead. Uh, oh well, yeah, but uh, like they, her eyes are all like all they, over the place. They set it up in the like opening minute. He walks in and he's like, "Oh, you're still in bed," yeah. and like they're t- clearly trying to paint the picture that this person has given up and that she's not in a good place. She's not really wearing makeup. They even um, I know like Allison Brie I think has like really like nice white teeth. Um, but when they like they show her smile and like her teeth don't look Dull. great, yeah, they yeah they they just really make her look mundane, and it doesn't work. She is and still can... fucking gorgeous. <laughs> so that was like uh, right. I was like, wow, they're trying to make her look bad, and she looks amazing. Yeah, and uh, like honestly, Thomas Middleditch's character like looks more depressed in the opening scene, but I think it's because he realizes that there's something wrong with with his fiance. Right, and so like he was very bummed to find her still in bed when he came home, and blah 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 blah. I think that when we had the uh, at the bar when we had the hot guys discussion, um, Alan put us on the spot to think of girls, and we couldn't really do tough, it. Tough, tough decision. But Alison Brie was one of the ones that first came to mind. Alison Brie is gorgeous. She's AF. the best. Huge. She fan is of hers. maybe my biggest crush uh, in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, I would put her up there. She's. Uh, I think it's so funny. Um, there was actually a video of her and Gillian Jacobs um, talking about. Uh, it was like, if you haven't seen Community, here's like a t- like a thirty second recap, and they just like fast forwarded through a bunch of scenes in the show. And Allison Brie and Gillian Jacobs just did like quick voiceovers, and they're like, "This is uh, oh, Britta is uh, Gillian Jacobs' character." Like this is Britta, she's the she's the hot girl in the beginning, but then they realize this girl's hotter, so they make her the hot <laughs> girl, and that's like exactly what Community did. Nice. Did you watch? You didn't watch I didn't it, watch right? Community. So the beginning, uh, they make her character like the hot one, and Allison Brie is playing like this, like she's playing like a seventeen or eighteen year old or something, which obviously was not true. She was like twenty eight at the time. Bad move. Right. Don't want to make feel some make exactly. somebody feel bad about liking Allison. And then Brie. like within a year, they were like, okay. She's got to be, quote unquote, eighteen now, and they just like made her the sex symbol of the show. Nice. And good call, She's super hot. Sorry about talking about hot girls. We'll get back to guys <laughs> next week. Uh, and uh, sorry about the double movie reviews, but that is now our thing. Yes, we're gonna yeah. Well, let's go back in and just essentially do reruns. <laughs> like I don't think everyone can has time to listen to every episode, so. We should do that. At some point, let's do a rerun of an episode, but we'll actually record it 
Yeah, so we'll just do like a it's like a, a reprise re- reprise. We had this discussion the other right. day. Right, but uh, yeah, reprise. Um, reprise. But I'm saying like try to redo an episode from memory, like word for word. Yeah, that like, but, <laughs> but we don't get to study it at all. We're just like, okay, this is the episode that we're doing now. How do you think we started this one out? <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Um, if you want us to do that, weigh in. Listen to brunch on Twitter. At least someone's gonna say it. So, yeah. Yeah. 